and hello uh dear listeners and welcome back to another episode of who's on the front post joined by uh your host dan and rob hello listeners uh kev is out today unfortunately he's a uh, sick now uh Darren Anderton today, so we're just gonna uh, play yeah. on with just the two of us for this week's Premier yeah. League action there. He's so probably a little bit sick after that. Uh, after game that, after that West Ham game, yeah, yes, he was yes. away at the West Ham game there and didn't get off to uh, a great start there, did they? Well, sorry, well Spurs got off to a great start, I suppose, but yeah, we'll yeah. start with there maybe. Yeah, go with that. So yeah, seems like a good, the, good and it was the opening game of the, the weekend. The opening game, yeah. Jose Mourinho's first game, of course, Spurs yeah. manager. I watched uh, ninety minutes of this game. Now I have to say and. Uh, Spurs were good at first, but then they really kind of let West Ham back into it at the end. They were a little bit fortunate, I think. Well, not so much fortunate with the VAR situation. I thought Declan Rice. Rice. Yeah. Uh, he was definitely offside for it, so, you know, right decision in the end. But had they had scored a little bit earlier, I think, you know, Spurs, notorious bottle jobs in the past, could have easily done so again. Well, I suppose with Mourinho coming in, and I suppose... Uh... A lot of the Premiership would be glad to see him back managing one of the sides again. Um, well, are just, they glad just, to see him back? Or I well, don't know. Like Spurs look, fans seem very divided about this there, there does seem to be a little bit of division over it. But, um, you know, uh, the way Potticino went and how quickly Mourinho was brought in, you know, the kind of begs the question, was it all done a little bit underhanded? It was all premeditated, or I think. was it premeditated yeah. or what the story was. But look, Mourinho is there now. That's all you can deal with. So, uh he came in and, you know, he kind of set up the, the, the team to be a little bit more attacking. He was giving Deli Ali options. He brought well, he's giving Deli Ali a lot of talks now um, yeah, at the moment. Yeah, you so know, this whole, uh, are you Deli Ali or are you his brother kind of situation, that course, whole talk. Course, and, yeah, yeah. You know, Deli Ali played had a very good game in that match. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I, he was fantastic for basically keeping the ball in play with that little flick. But, you know, you know. any any team that uh, brings in a new manager, you know, the players should be able to up their game a little bit, you know, and you, you kind of get that little bump for about four or five weeks when players know, look, when managers come in, they ten, tend to give everybody a clean slate and we go from the start again and players seem to up their game a little bit and then you define after maybe a month or six weeks, things fall back then, back into uh, the norm, shall we say. But, uh, yeah. Spurs going into a 3-0 lead there in less than an hour or so. Uh, oh, they, they were yeah, so comfortable were, as well. The, yeah, they looked very, very comfortable. You I, know? I think the game was kind of right in itself as it went, went on, you know. like I think we kind of expected something like this to happen. Yeah, I mean, West Ham only started playing after about 80 minutes. I well, thought Mikel when they brought Antonio, Antonio on. Antonio yeah. is such a fantastic yeah. player. He's so, uh, I think, underrated. Ah, uh, he is, I yeah. Think he's you fa- know, now, I don't player. know whether he was injured or what the stats was with him there recently. And, you know, you can, you can definitely say that West Ham are missing Fabian the goalkeeper yeah. as well. You know? I thought the West Ham attacking players between Yarmolenko, I know Snodgrass came, but no, Snodgrass, did he come on or did he, did he start most of the game? Like, I thought mm. they were quite anonymous for most of the game and, and yeah. then, you know, I think Pablo Fornals came on as well at one stage. West, and Ham, West Ham fans are probably, even though they did pull two goals back, I'm sure West Ham um, fans would be a little bit disappointed and Pellegrini there the last couple of weeks it's not looking great, no, you know what I mean? Really fairness, so, like, uh, I'd say he has two games to save his job now at this stage. They're, they're but to be fair, like it looks like a lot of managers are in trouble at the moment, so well, we'll they, go into that a bit more detail with the rest of the show. But yeah, they're sliding down the table a little bit, West Ham, and they've a couple of tricky games coming up and everything, so it'll be interesting to see um, how long West Ham are going to stick with Pellegrini or are they prepared to stay with him um, till, till, till the end of the season, you know what I mean? 
the manager merely go around and start to get into full swing now and anyway I, th- so I think other teams who are a bit more settled and secure are even starting to notice that because um, Brighton offered well Brighton gave Graham Potter a new six year contract to Bournemouth or not Bournemouth Brighton. Brighton and I'm thinking maybe like he's done well for the first few months there but to give him a six year contract on the basis of that was a bit I don't know jumping the gun a little bit jackpot for him because he's going to get out yeah, well of that like if, yeah. if they ever want to sack him you know but know, I'm yeah. thinking maybe our West Ham Everton sniffing potentially looking yeah, in at him yeah. young English manager yeah you wouldn't know it's, it's you know um, the, you, you, once things start going wrong I mean I suppose Potocino you know you think of May they were in the Champions League final and he's gone by November you know so once the wheels start coming off the, the, the wagon a little bit um, you know players only have you know five six months and then they're gone yeah. kind of thing well, managers know. even uh, what did I say the players player. sorry the yeah. managers the managers only have uh, six months to, uh, if there's no improvement in formal then they tend to be gone you know and it's happening all of a sudden now to uh, a couple of premiership teams are starting to feel the heat a little bit you know so um, it's definitely interesting times ahead but in in terms of uh, getting back to the game and anyway yeah sports are good for the hour and I don't know whether they just took their foot off the gas or they weren't interested but they certainly did let West Ham back into it. You yeah, know, again, they let them play a bit more. I well, Mourinho like. be worried like that, you know, because yeah. you know teams teams that Mourinho manages wouldn't let you know being three 0 up wouldn't yeah. let teams back well, they, in. Even there in the like Champions that, you know? League as well last night. Um, sorry, we're playing our hand here that we're yeah, recording yeah. on a Wednesday, but even in the Champions League last night they went two 0 down. Now impressively they came back and won a four two, but they did. They did. It's unusual it? for Mourinho to be chipping goals like that. You know, I know there's a few, there's issues with this Spurs team as we've seen before under Pochettino, so maybe there's a few kinks that need working. Well, out, again, that's what Mourinho's been brought in to do. He's been come in and ordering out the kinks and get it sorted. But look, um, I suppose. Um, Spurs fans will be delighted that I think it's their first away win in oh since January possibly maybe yeah, I'm not too yeah, sure it, it's, it's been a while since they, anyway they got the three points and I think that was the that's the main focus of, of, of any of the games so uh, yeah uh, steady the ship for Spurs and again little question mark for West Ham worrying times ahead yeah, I think definitely uh, next game I suppose Liverpool Crystal Palace looking at the top of the table I was not impressed by Liverpool myself and I don't want to sound anti-Liverpool all the time. I didn't think that was a free kick. I think that goal should have stood to be, if I'm being honest. It okay, yeah. Um you know I, I, think, I, I think well look at come here. It's I very think, soft, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, there's jostling going around the box, but that happens in, in every, you know, corner or free kick situation and everything like that. But the, I don't think Lovren is anywhere near like I don't think he's obstructing him enough and I don't think he's obstructing him from getting to that ball at any stage either, so... Yeah, well, I think Liverpool fans would know that wasn't Liverpool's best performance no. ever, you know. But again, the sign of a good team, you, if you don't play well and you get the three points, you know what I mean? That's, you know, Klopp already said it, you know, I'm not... The performance isn't... It was, it's the points kind of thing, you know. But but look, at, at some stage, you know, the, the performance will matter because if you go out and have another game like that and have another game like that and you don't improve the performance level... Well, then you'll see. Then you'll see Klopp worrying, and then he might be giving a different interview. You know, it's it's look at the manager Angie's calm when things is going wrong. If everything's going right for Liverpool and they're and they're tipping along well, there doesn't seem to be any issue. They're picking up the points. You know, when when things are going bad, that's when the manager has to go out and Angie's calm and, and 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 try to turn things around. But I think in Liverpool's uh, case. You know, Crystal Palace, they're a, they're a tricky old side. They you know, can you... be a bogey side. It's weird. They can either, you know, roll over and let teams play ball 
or they can really give you a battle like this. Oh yeah, they can. They can look. Under day Palace are well capable of beating any of the top six. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then they can go out and play the lower clubs and, and, and literally not turn up at all. You know, they're they're, they're very much a chalk and cheese uh, team. Yeah, Palace, You know, but uh, I was again, I was uh, praying that Benteke scored that overhead kick. Well, it was Gets a good. Side yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a great effort, and you know they they certainly had chances in the game, and I, I know uh, Saha had a very good chance right the toward end, the end yeah. there. He put one over the bar, but but look, you know, credit to Liverpool, Bobby Firmino popping up with the winner yeah. uh, for for them, you know, massive call out scramble, but your luck, they all count at the end of, of the day. Of course they do, of course they do. But uh, as again, um, Liverpool going well, and you know they they were expecting the game of Palace, and they certainly got one. So. Uh, Hats off to Liverpool. Yeah, not playing well, yet still winning. The old cliche. Yeah, yeah. Very United-esque. Uh, speaking of, uh, we'll go with uh, United and Sheffield next because I'd probably argue that this was the game where the weekend, judging by the actual, you know, basis of play. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic game now, I have to say. Uh, Sheffield United are impressing me every time. Well, I see them, you know, they're just well. Look, come here. It was it was a great game for the neutral. You know, anybody sitting out there watching that on a Sunday afternoon would certainly would have enjoyed that. Maybe if you're not a United fan, you wouldn't have enjoyed it. But yeah. look, United were two 0 down. They showed a bit of metal. Uh, got themselves back into the game. I games. was very impressed by them actually. Yeah, um, the younger you know, players, the, uh, the, the younger, younger players, players who up. came in, um, Brandon Williams scoring for a lovely goal. Yeah, fantastic nice goal. Yeah. goal. Yeah, and then uh, what do you call it? Mason Greenwood. Mason Greenwood. Equal minutes minutes later, but yeah. I have to say, I was more impressed that the players they, and they're young players as well, obviously, but they just scored the goals but there was none of this messing around stupidly yeah, celebrating even, they yeah. were just all about business as a like, come on lads let's go and do this then Rashford scores late on yeah and that's when you kind of get the full on celebration but, you know they weren't just like oh come on yeah we've actually scored in one goal let's just go and celebrate well, was, like, yeah goals. you know even at 2-0 down United didn't look like dropping they, their heads they, were, they, they were still all looking business trying to play. Top, which yeah, really impressed yeah, me yeah. now obviously Sheffield United round all four and with uh, Ollie McBurney and the there was a VAR the controversy, VAR call the controversy on that. I think it was rightfully given. I don't think it was a handball out myself. Yeah, so. yeah I, I think um, in the passage of play, I don't think he meant to hand it at all. You know, well, so, it, well it doesn't even matter about that because yeah. like, I think any goal that well, it does in Europe. Is that if no, if it, no, in the Premier League, though, any, I any goal that's involving on the hand assisting it scoring you know stopping it like you know I'm rated against Ireland yeah. you can't do it anymore well, you, they have to chalk it off so yeah, they are the rules different in Europe than they are in the Premier I'm League I'm not entirely sure handball I think they are I think once because you, you had it with the Chelsea incident and you had it with my once the once the ball hits the hand it's automatically given I think is a penalty and in the Premiership if the ball well, is, no no is but a, did, no that this isn't what we're going with though because uh, McBurney scores a goal yeah, but yeah. he's not trying to he doesn't handle it you yeah, know so, yeah. but if there's a handball in the build up of a goal right then it has to be shocked off be automatically shocked off. Yeah. so they've you know made the decision oh, yeah, to you, yeah, yeah. yeah McBurney plays for Sheffield United you know? yes of course um, but I'm not too sure exact, exact rules that I seem to think they kind of vary from country to country Possibly, to competition yeah, yeah. to competition so um, in this case, they've made the conscious decision not to give a handball exactly, for it, so yeah, it's yeah. good. But, she but Sheffield are going really, really well. Yeah, you know and there's I mean? some players who are playing very well. Lee Smuse looks very, very good. And yeah, lovely he, finish. He had yeah. a really tough time with Bournemouth. Yeah. He just yeah. wasn't able to really, you know, 
Well, you do see, you anything there? And now he's, I think he's after playing, I think six or seven games for Sheffield, and he's already scored more goals yeah. at Sheffield than he has Bournemouth, you know? Yeah, well, this is the thing you see, you know, working with managers, you know, some managers, as you say, some players get on great with some managers, and, and, and some players just, just can't stand them at all. So maybe he just wasn't getting a look in at Brighton, but I mean, Chris, Chris uh, yeah, sorry, Bournemouth, but Chris Wyler certainly yeah. hasn't played well. He, took, no he, took, a, he took a gamble on him, and it's paying off yeah, for him at yeah. the time because. He scored a lovely goal, the second goal. It was a yeah. beautiful finish. But and he, he, you know, basically created the first goal as well just by not giving up on the ball and, you know, making yeah. Phil Jones make an error. Now, I know not the hardest thing to yeah. do. Like, yeah, this, yeah. oh, he's an error in Phil Jones. But, um, you know, the work rate and the effort that he was putting in that game really, really was fantastic. Well, you certainly, you, you know, uh, any of the games I've seen uh, involving Sheffield United, you certainly can't... Um, you certainly can't say they're not trying and you can't uh, fault their commitment to the to the game. You know, they're really, really trying to get something. And as I said, that's credit to the manager as well. He has them out playing and he has them out playing for each yeah. other and running. And, they're and, playing and, as a team. Though. Yeah, There's no, yeah. I don't, well, maybe with exception to John Lundstrom, who's been a bit of a fantasy football god in recent weeks, but... I don't think there's an actual star player in that team. I just think they're very well set up and well drilled. Well, yeah. Well, you see, this is the thing. Um, he, He's putting that first 11 out every week, you know, and injuries would be the thing there, I'd say, would, would hamper Sheffield. Yeah. In the event of them getting a couple of injuries, you'd see how would it affect the squad and that, you know what I mean? Well, even there, John Egan was out for that game. He picked up an injury uh, on yeah. international yeah. duty. And Phil Jagielka, at 37 years of age, steps still, in. St- and Still came in. Looks at, solid at, as well. Like, well, so. I know. No, and in fairness, but I mean, it it was only probably his first game of the season. But if he had been yeah. playing week in week out, you oh, know, yeah, Phil Jagielka be... would have been well knackered by now. To be yeah, honest with you, that's pretty fair. But, but uh, again, a very very entertaining game, and I'd say a draw as a dare about right. You know, yeah, I would have thought so on the basis of things. A fantastic game, and I'm yeah. really excited to see more of Sheffield. It does really get me excited for their matches. You know, so. Uh, moving on, we'll go with Man City and Chelsea. This was probably the big game of the weekend, and I was quite again another very good game. We thought for I'm very very surprised to finish two one in the end. I know Raheem Sterling at the end had his goal disallowed due to a very uh, I don't think that he was offside just on the base of this whole you yeah. know the the line situation I didn't and see, all. Like, I I didn't see the game now to be honest. I had to look at the highlights there, but um, you know, City uh, okay. The, the Raheem Sterling goal. I mean, come on, his shoulder was yeah. it was offside. I think it know? was a bit ridiculous. Uh, Aguero had a very good chance as well when he well, from Kepa's mistake. From Kepa's yeah. mistake and all, but um, certainly um, Chelsea were very very good in the first half. They kind of restricted City. Um, I didn't okay, think City were that great to be honest. Now yeah, I have the to two, say, I think two goals. City I think goal. Chelsea were better than them. If I'm being honest, I'm not saying that's a Chelsea fan. Well, but no. What, well, one of the main stats was that City, or uh, sorry, Chelsea, Chelsea had finished the possession, with more possession, they, well, which I think is the first time in I think yeah. nearly 300 plus games for a Pep Guardiola side. That the opposition, that, that the, the opposition, opposition have had more possession had more than possession. Them. Well, that we look at, we, we can look at the stats later yeah. on. But because even when City lose games, they still have the lion's share of possession the majority yeah, of the time. Yeah, but I mean, okay, um, City went along there and won the game, but I mean. They just have players who can do damage. Well, they have. Really. They, they, you know, I mean, if you have quality players there as well. De Bruyne, plus, Mares, Yeah, you know, there was... Well, De Bruyne with the deflection. On the De Bruyne goal, with the deflection. And maybe Mares' goal, goal was good. But I, I thought the Chelsea defenders could have done a little bit better in that situation overall. But, you know, like you say, if you have players that can turn a game and hurt you, well, then you can kind of get that. But it's still a learning curve for Chelsea. Look, you know... Um, Chelsea fans will be, will be happy with the position they're in at the moment. You know, we said fourth place now after one third of the games. 
I'd say a lot of uh, a lot of Chelsea fans would be happy considering oh, yeah, they've, sure. they've brought in some uh, young players. But uh, well, again, Frank Lampard seems to think that they're that they're a side to watch out for, and I have to say, um, from what you've seen so far this season, you probably have to agree with him. Well, I work, think I think there's work a, in progress. I suppose would be the they're work in the progress, way, the way but like they're, they're, I think they're far ahead of where the, they were expected to be at this stage. You know, yeah, yeah. Now quite. look, there's still plenty of seasons to play, but yeah. I mean. At this stage, between there's a gap of seven points between fourth place and fifth place at the moment. Yeah, well, that that little gap there will be interesting to see come Christmas time when you have the three games coming up over the course of the Christmas. You know, yeah. te- teams can can go up the ladder or they can drop down very quick. You know, but uh, at the table as it stands now, you know, the table doesn't lie as they say. So I mean, Chelsea in fourth place at the moment is about right. Uh, City obviously on Liverpool's. Uh, hotels kind of thing so uh, yeah City just ground out the result there and as I say um, you know in, in this league you get punished and be it mistakes or deflections or whatever but uh, City have the players to do that and I suppose in the end City just about shaded yeah true that uh, Arsenal and Southampton this one finished too all and if we're talking about managers in trouble earlier on, we're definitely going to be talking about a man, other manager in wow, trouble on this, this one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Uno Emery's not in a good spot at the moment, and Arsenal are not looking like they're going to well, drag themselves out of this. Yeah, uh, well, for a game pass. for a game that finished two uh, two, you know, and and looking at it, uh, how Southampton didn't actually win the game, I don't know. Did so many chances so, to do it. So, Cedric so. with that pass into Abafemi, just uh, if he just puts it on the yeah, ground, it's yeah, such an easy tap in. There's you know, there's a whole lot there at Arsenal that that you you know you'll have to say, oh God, it raises question marks. Definitely, you know, that team just doesn't want to seem to play. That just doesn't seem to be any direction. Uh, there's the no happiness the, when they the, score the back four looks a shambles now yeah. you oh, know Socrates as well what was Socrates, he doing in the lead up to that like, the whole lot you know but um, even um, you know the, the, for the first goal even I mean they all just switched off yeah. quick ball into now the only and, thing about that I thought it was a rolling ball myself well I thought he put his hand on the ball and stuff but come here look if you look what? at it in some it is moving you now it's moving yeah, yeah, ever so yeah, but, but you, you probably wouldn't see it in real time and VAR but, can't pick up those calls but but if you pick up you know if you watched it what was David Luiz he had his back turned to yeah, the ball he wasn't know, even looking like, what was the Arsenal players doing they were all walking back towards their own with goal. the letter of the law technically it shouldn't have stood but there wasn't really anything you could do in this situation I, I don't I, I think it just moved that quickly that the ref didn't have any well, other options well look come here how easy they lost the ball at the back there so 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 many times yeah. I mean it, it was ridiculous you know um, Obama Yang and uh, Lacazette getting them out of jail again kind of thing but yeah, that well, even Lac- or not Lacazette uh, Obama Yang didn't really do much now I have to say I thought well Lacazette again like they didn't even have that many chances I, Pepe hit the crossbar he at did, one stage did, which yeah, yeah. I thought was a bit you know it just kind of sums up Arsenal at the moment, you know. Well, it does, but I mean, okay, um, if if Arsenal were to lose Lacazette or Aubameyang, you would have to say, you know, where would they go? Because they'd be really, really in big trouble, I think, Arsenal. You know, as I said, the squad doesn't look right. The shape of the team doesn't look right. You know, I, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, they, were, they were really, really lucky to get away with a 2-2 draw, you know. But uh, while I'm on the subject of uh, Arsenal and Southampton, I'm going to give my salon door this week to the Southampton player, uh, Gianepo. Gianepo. Gianepo, or whatever yeah. his name was. Well he, well, he actually looked like one of the Marx brothers. And anyway, when he came on with that hairdo. So uh, <laughs> my salon door for the week, Gianepo from Southampton. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we'll continue, I guess, on the trend of managers in trouble. And this is probably the manager in the most trouble at the moment. That's Marco Silva at Everton. Now, there's 
been rumors yeah. going around that he has been sacked and supposedly David Moyes is coming in to steer the ship until the end of the season. That's just rumors well, I've been hearing yeah, around the yeah, place there's, anyway. There's, there's, been, there's been so many rumors going around the last couple of weeks. I suppose uh, Silva's job has been in trouble. Given, given the level of performance from Everton, you know, um, this was a game that you would have expected everything to take the three points. You know? Oh, handily as well. G- given, given the way Norwich have uh, slumped, shall we say, from their bright opening. But uh, again, Norwich, you know, they got in Everton's faces, they made it difficult for them. And yeah. I think Everton made it easy for them in parts. I mean, for that first goal, like, yeah. like the defenders on Pookie were just. They just let him have the ball, and they yeah, just, there was no yeah. conviction to get that ball off. I mean, now Pookie just kind of. Well, yeah, was that Norwich's first? Was, was that, that Norwich's first away, forced away win? Was it this season? It was. It yeah. was Norwich's forced away yeah. win this season. Yeah, a vital three points for uh, Daniel Farage. Ah, huge! Well. They really needed yeah, that. Yeah, um, it, it, it took them up off the, off the table a couple of places. Yeah. And anyway, but uh, I mean, two two nil. I mean, the the Everton fans, you know, the the bills were ringing around the ground. Oh, really? Right you know, so and and Silva is really in big trouble there. You know, he he's brought in a few players. In fairness, but, uh, but there's this whole talk that is. Marco Silva fraud. A lot of people seem to be kind of in that impression because I mean he did well, you know, keeping a hole up. Or do you keep them? No, he didn't keep them up, but he no. he came close to keeping them yeah, up. Yeah. And then he went to Watford. You know, he brought in Richarlison at the time who, you know, kind of hit the ground running very quick and they got a good finish due to him, the goals he scored, and yeah. And he's brought brought him into Everton as well. And, you know, he's done well at Everton. You know, he seems to be a capable enough Premier League player, but well, I don't you, know. I, I don't think Marco Silva is yeah. as good a manager as people have made it out to be. Yeah, you know? well, okay. You have you have Richarlison, as, as you rightly said. You've Jordan Pickford, the England uh, number one there as well. You know, you've you've decent, you've you've a couple of decent players. Gilfie Sigerson, Lu- Lucas Dean, has been Sigerson has been, poor, has been very well, yeah. very poor. You know, and I mean the striker situation there. They, Everton don't really seem to be able to. Hold on to a decent well, class striker. Haven't got, I mean. They haven't got a decent. Calvert Lewin, Calvert Lewin, Calvert-Lewin yeah. Moise Ken, who hasn't really who hasn't played, played. You know, yeah, yeah, that that big money spent on him as well, thirty-two yeah. million, I think, or so, something so to that, that effect. So that that doesn't seem to work out. Bringing being in uh, Ke- a Kane, Moise Kane, 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 Ken, Kane. I That's, don't know. That that hasn't worked out at all. No, there, whatever, the, whatever the story is, but. Uh, Everything is just not clicking at the moment, and the longer that goes on, you know, things things will only get worse with, with everything if if they don't either make a decision sooner or later. You know, they can, can yeah. find themselves well, they've got a very trouble. tough game coming up now against yeah. Leicester at the yeah, weekend. They, they do, they do. Leicester yeah. looks so good at the moment. And a nice little transition now into Leicester, I suppose. But yeah, a two 0 win against Brighton here, and they looked very comfortable. I've never seen a player like Jamie he does cause so much trouble and so chaos with his speed yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. Well, I have he to was say, a nuisance yeah. to that Brighton back line yeah, they were, they, well I have to say Leicester were absolutely fantastic on the break every yeah. time the breakout was on they actually looked like scoring yeah, you know? Matt, 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 Matt Ryan, Ryan and, Matt Ryan and yeah, uh, the Brighton yeah. made a couple of really really yeah. good saves a couple of important stops now you know but again, uh, Leicester shown their worth on the road, you know, yeah. and not conceding a goal either, which is also very important. I'm wondering if Vardy gets an injury here or there. Is that going to, you know, really yeah, but y- give Leicester trouble? Because, like, he's just been that yeah, good yeah, lately, you yeah. know. But they're, but they're not conceding. I think there's six or seven clean sheets Leicester may have. six to, clean they, sheets at the moment. Yeah, They've only conceded yeah. eight goals in 13 games. Yeah, you which see. Which is very impressive, which I is, think. Which is impressive, you know. And if you want to build it, you build it from the back, as they say. You yeah. know, and that's, that's the story. But, I mean... Hats off to Brendan Rodgers. He has them playing great football at the moment, Leicester, you know. Yeah, oh, he really does. Like, 
look, we knew they were a good team from the end of last season as well, but geez, they've really, really pulled that form into this season as well. Like, yeah, they have, they have, they've, they've, and they've a couple of uh, good, 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 solid players. You yeah. know what I mean? Young Chil- players as well. Ch- Chilwell you know? is doing very good for them, and um, uh, Tillman's uh, is solid enough. Carlos as well. Pereira as well. Pereira, um, what's it called? Uh, James Madison. Madison there, yeah. obviously, it's been great good, as well, yeah. you know. But they they probably got a bit of luck with the penalty being retaken as well. Well, they scored so anyway. They scored. Like I feel more bad for Madison in that sense because he scored from the rebounder with the header. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't counted because of encroachment on both sides. Yeah. I thought that was the right call in the end. Um, right, both uh, both yeah. teams encroaching in, so retake it. Yeah, well, you know? if, if if you actually looked at it, there was probably about eight of them in the box. Yeah, man, you know. So you, I mean, like, in fairness, they got a spot on. Yeah, you know? like yeah, I think that in this case you have to punish Leicester and you also have to punish. Of course, yeah, Punish, yeah, uh, yeah. Brighton as well. So I, I think the know, right it was the right, was it was the right call, yeah. But uh, and to be honest, I had Jamie Vardy, my fancy team, so I was quite delighted. So you were that quite happy with that. that obviously, didn't get the obviously, obviously so, the yeah, off. yeah, yeah. But again, uh, another good three points for Leicester on the road. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Brighton, not Brighton, but we're just talking about them. Uh, Bournemouth and Wolves now. And um, it was a very good game, I have to say. Um, Jean Matinho was a free kick master in that game. Yeah, his yeah. goal was beautiful. Ah, lovely it was bit. such a lovely weighted pass, uh, the little true pass into Traore who whipped it across for the second goal. It was yeah, very tra- well taken. You know, you could definitely tell it was worth on the training ground a lot. That. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Traore's been half decent for them in the last couple of he weeks. Has, there, yeah, for he's starting yeah. to actually show a little bit he's of end product. Now, show which, a little bit of end product. He's he's playing well for them and. Uh, um, I think the sending off there was a sending off in this yeah, game yeah there well was also. for Simon Francis second yellow yeah. it was silly as well like when he was on a yellow card the little pull, pull back the little and then the ref back. the ref yeah. brought him back and yeah, yeah. I think was a lot it? of Wolves players kind of called for it as well so he's already been booked wasn't he's, it only his first game back first as well? game back yeah I think, he'd been in, out injured for a, cu- a couple of months maybe I think between injuries and just general yeah. He'd you been, know, he'd, I know, I know he'd been out for a like, while, but uh, so maybe the pace of the game on the day was just too much from you know. But yeah, the way he got sent off, it was a bit needless. I felt there was. Yeah, they had a you know stop. even even that you know two one down they 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 kept trying borrowing but they had a half a chance I think was it, was okay okay yeah Ake had a half decent chance yeah. kind of thing and. Uh, they were trying, but uh, again, the home form, as we as we know, them them teams that are around the middle, bottom of the table, you know, the home form was crucial. And Eddie Howe probably, you know, he he'd be looking at that game and maybe thought, well, we could get something out of this, you know. But uh, credit to Wolves, um, good, good good solid enough performance. We're lifting yeah. them up to fifth at the moment, yeah, but they're, yeah. they're doing quite well. They're coming they under people's radar a little bit, you know. Well, we know they're a good side now, but they're no one's talking about them in great detail. Yeah, yeah, Which and, I think and, is and again, if you if you look at the Wolves situation, something very very similar to Sheffield. I don't think they've had too many injuries now. I stand corrected on that one, obviously. But uh, uh, Santo was that the, the you know Espirito Santo, Santo, yeah. He he seems to be able to put out a fairly settled side as well, which is probably helping their cause as well. Oh, definitely, know? yeah. Uh, well, yeah, no, I'm a big big fan of them. I'm a big fan of Wolves as well. They yeah, have to say they yeah. play some nice football. They and, do. You know, a few of the players who you know haven't always gone and done the business they're starting to kind of turn up for them now so you know yeah. well, watch Wolves like they could easily uh, I don't know if they'll jump into the top four the way things are going but uh, well, they're, they're going to be there there yeah, about so I think yeah, the, the Europa the Europa League situation now could be a little bit of a a change for Wolves you know what I mean they're still going well in that competition as well yeah, aren't they they're, so, uh, they're doing well in that group stage they, well they've only lost two games this season I'm just looking at yeah, here you know, yeah, so, so de- decent enough form for Wolves and a, a, a difficult team to beat you know Wolves yeah oh yeah for sure 
Um, who will we go with next? Uh, um, Villa Newcastle. Uh, Speaking of good free kicks, I suppose we were yeah, just talking about Moutinho. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Conor Horahan, uh, the Irish uh, Moutinho, you might the call him. The Irish Moutinho, uh, yeah, be- yeah. Beautiful goal uh, from his Fantastic. free kick. So well worked. Yeah, and- yeah I, I, I think Villa were fully deserving uh, of winning this game. And anyway, um, they started off very bright. Jack Grealish had a very, very good game. I thought he was running the show there for them. And anyway, and uh, him and Horahan were linking up well all the time. Got a, they got a lovely free kick and... Uh, Again, the, the the second goal settled up on him as well. I I thought um Dubravka made a, a there were some few. very good saves from yeah, both yeah. both keepers. Now um there was that one save that Dubravka made off a Douglas Douglas Louise's shot that I thought was a top quality top, save, top top save, very yeah, well yeah. saved. Dubravka kept him in the game all right, but yeah. um I think I, I think he made a few good stops now as well. He, to be he, fair, he, so. he did. He made a couple of decent saves, but I'm I'm. You know, I you think weren't really di- feeling Newcastle from when you we were talking didn't really before feel, the show. You didn't, didn't really feel that Newcastle were going to get something out of the game. Yeah. They were huffing and puffing and re- really weren't getting anywhere, you know. I thought it was one or two poor performances. I don't think John Joe Shelby played well at all. I just thought he was strolling around looking yeah. at the game. He wasn't picking up the, the pace of the game at all. Um... Joe Linton, um, the, the the striker for Newcastle, I thought it was very very in and out of the game yeah. as well. You know, poor poor performance. I, say, I still am, I'm, him still, off, I'm still liking Saint Maxim. Saint Maxim had a good yeah. game again, but it, it, just the end product there, just the Adama Traore syndrome a little bit. That, that was killing them. And, and yeah. I mean, and, uh, in fairness to Saint Maxim, it wasn't the it wasn't for the want to try because he he was yeah. putting a shift in. In fairness, he was getting back, he was trying his best, but it was just the end product with him. I thought, yeah. but. Uh, Certainly, Andy Carroll uh, had a nice little chance as well from the volley. I really Andy wish that had Car- gone. I think, yeah, I think yeah, you know, it, it was a uh, good control, great skill, and yeah. uh, took the ball down really, really well. Jay Newcastle are just waiting for him to get a goal because I think anywhere if he scores a goal at St James, well, the place is going to erupt. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm hoping Steve, Bruce, Steve Bruce will be hoping he scores a goal sooner rather than later. Oh, you know? definitely. Yeah. But uh, again. Um, Villa was certainly worth a win on the night. Oh, they yeah, they, sure, they yeah. were the better side and, and deserved the three points, you know. And again, a clean sheet for Villa, which they'll be happy with as well. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, our last game is Watford and Burnley. <laughs> Jesus, a very comprehensive win for Burnley in this one. Three, three nothing win. Yeah, Burnley came out and, uh, you know, they, they, they seemed, from the off, they were more determined. They seemed to want the game more. Watford kind of went back to their old ways. We thought yeah. the last couple of weeks Watford we they was might have had a showing signs of improvement, and you were you know playing a little bit better there. And I think I even I think I even might have put uh, Delafeu in my uh, fantasy team so, for the season so far. But uh, he didn't he didn't turn up uh, last Saturday. That's for sure. They were no, they were sure. they were very poor all over the pitch. But again. Um, Chris Wood for Burnley and Ashley Barnes and Ashley Barnes again the, t- in with the goals, two boys so. popping in with goals there we were saying we, we spoke to them on pre- about them on previous shows yeah. you know but uh, again uh, Ben Foster in the Watford goal he's doing his utmost there uh, oh, he's trying his hardest he's you know he's ah, really too, under the cosh he's really under the cosh there every yeah. week you know and I would certainly say if uh Watford were to get relegated I'd say the first player to, to be out there would be Ben Foster because you know there'd be someone buying him the following week probably well, I think he's on his fairly old now Ben Foster so I don't know about he, that like I think he might get into another well, team if a, move after being promoted well if a championship team came up he would be certainly one uh, given the experience he has uh, first, first of all you know and I'm sure maybe the stats I wonder who has the most uh, shots to block or save this year he'd have to be up there somewhere yeah. you know but uh 
again Watford um, the alarm bell to be ringing at Watford Gerrard again because they just didn't turn up on the day at all you know <coughs> oh yeah definitely and Burnley were at full value for their 3-0 win. yeah and like that's the thing like I don't think Burnley will ever be in any big trouble this season or going down no. but just picking up these kind of results I think are important for them yeah right yeah now. yeah three points on, uh, on the road uh, you can't argue with it you know yeah, definitely. Um, so we're going to take a quick break now anyway. We're going to come back with some score predictions. Um, Kev, because he's sick, hasn't been able to send his score predictions on this week. So we'll uh, post them up during the middle of the week. I think that'll probably be the best thing to do. So either that or we disqualify him yeah. this week. Yeah, up, so. we, might, we might give him a, we might take a point off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a break now and see you very soon. So. Thank you. Bye now. Here we go, break over, and we're going to get into our score predictions right away. So Kev is okay. out at the moment, so we'll get his predictions in at some stage, and okay. we'll uh, shout them out to you. So Rob, um, right. we'll go with the first game, that's Saturday half 12, and it's Newcastle versus Man City. The early kickoff, Newcastle City. Uh, Newcastle, well, especially at home as well, you want them to put on some kind of a performance, but I just think uh, on the day, I think City will have too much. I'm going to go with this one, will be Newcastle 1 Man City 3. I myself have gone with 3-0 win for Man City on this one. I just think they'll have a bit too much for them. I think City oh. are kind of after, not City, yeah, Newcastle after the last performance I think they're going to be a bit shot with confidence. Um, I think City are going to take full advantage of that myself. So, Okay. Uh, next game is Burnley versus Crystal Palace. I've gone with a 2-1 win here for this one. I think it's going to be a close game and a bit tough separating it uh, for, for Burnley. Okay. Okay. It's gonna be a bit of a tough one uh, separating the two teams on this one, I think. But I don't know. I'm just feeling Burnley at the moment, just between. Yeah. They're playing good football, and I like Chris Wood, and I like uh, Ashley Barnes as well. A few yeah, players in the there. Home, I think the home form is important capable. for Burnley. Um, I think if Palace uh, showed the commitment that they showed against Liverpool last week, I really think that's capable of getting something out of the game. So for this one, I've gone Burnley two, Palace two. Okay, fair enough. Uh, next game is Chelsea versus West Ham and sorry about this Kev but I'm on a 3-1 win here for West Ham yeah well believe it or not I've sorry actually... sorry 3-1 win for Chelsea <laughs> no I did not go for West Ham God <laughs> yeah talk Kev was your best mate yeah. there a minute yeah um, on this one as well I think Chelsea will have too much uh, particularly at home as well uh, the confidence thing will be a big factor with West Ham whether they turn up or not uh, Chelsea in a good vein of form um, I think Chelsea will have too much on the day I'm going to go 3-1 to Chelsea also OK fair enough uh, Liverpool and Brighton's the next game I've gone with a 2-0 win here myself I don't know like I can't really tell if Liverpool are going to play well in this game or not um, just because they haven't looked fantastic even though they're winning games so yeah, and I think the home form and the home advantage here for Liverpool should be enough to see them through. I think they'll have, on the day, I think they'll have too much for Brighton. I'm going to go Liverpool 3, Brighton 0. Okay, we've got Spurs and Bournemouth next. Where are you going for that one? Okay, uh, looking at this one as well, the, again, the home form, looking at it here, and the Mourinho uh, factor, shall we say, should be enough to see Spurs through. I'm going to go Spurs 3, Bournemouth 1. I've gone with a 2-1 win here for Spurs and myself. Yeah. You know, they're pretty still riding the high, the new manager, as you yeah. said there yeah. before. Uh, Bournemouth are a bit of a weird team to play, though, so it could go either way. But I think Spurs should have enough to, yeah. to be beating Bournemouth now, uh, especially at home as well. 
So, wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Hampton and Watford is our next game. This is a bit of an interesting one. This is definitely a six-pointer at this stage of the season. Well, um, yeah, not only a six-pointer. It could be a manager, managerial decider as well, you know. Because, well, uh, I don't know. Watford already sacked one manager. I don't think they're going to get anywhere sacking another one, if I'm being perfectly honest. Hassan Hill will maybe so, but I don't know. I think he's got a bit more time compared to the likes of other managers in the Premier League. Yeah, well, I suppose we'll we'll see what happens with this. Um, I just think again, looking at the home farm on this, I think Southampton uh, might just have enough. I'm gonna go with this one: Southampton two, Watford nil. I've gone with the same result myself. Now, Danny Ings yeah. has been in fantastic form. Yeah, for Southampton Ar- recently. So, so yeah, yeah. I think and Southampton have players there who are able to lift them out of the. Well, I think so. And position, I, so. I, I know going to uh, going obviously against Arsenal there last week, but the way Arsenal played didn't probably help uh, their situation, but. Uh, uh, Southampton will be uh, encouraged by the way they played against uh, Arsenal last week and uh, they should be capable of taking on Watford on the day oh definitely yeah uh, this is the first of our Sunday games it's Norwich and Arsenal I've got a one-all try on this and this, I don't this might be a bit of a bald one but I just don't know I think Arsenal are in such a bad shape that any yeah, well, result look, against them doesn't sound too ludicrous yeah yeah I thought Norwich have been a, they've been decent enough at home I thought you know I don't forget they bet City as well yeah, at home you true. know um, Arsenal are all they're on sixes and sevens they seem to be all over the shop at the moment but I just think Arsenal's front line is just capable of keeping them in games as well I couldn't uh, separate these to be honest with you I'm going to go Norwich 2 Arsenal 2 Norwich 2 Arsenal 2 so you have similar enough idea to myself yeah, then in yeah. this one um, we've got Wolves and Sheffield United next and this is a, that's an interesting game I like the look of it um, yeah. both teams playing very good football at the moment 5th versus 6th yeah the makings of a really good match I think this because uh, Sheffield as far as I'm aware they're unbeaten away from home this season uh, Wolves home form has been very very good you know yeah. they, they, they've really picked up a lot of points at home very hard to beat Wolves as yeah, well so. yeah I can't separate them to be honest with you so I'm going to go Wolves 1 Sheffield United 1 I've gone with a 2-1 win for Wolves here on this one. I okay. just think they might be able to edge Sheffield out of it. So, okay. but, you know, I could yeah. be very well proven wrong and I wouldn't be surprised if I was, but I am, I'm just feeling a 2-1 win here on this one. So, mm-hmm. And speaking of 2-1 wins, I've also gone with 2-1 for Leicester versus Everton. And that's our next game. Okay. And, um, you know, Silva's in big, big trouble here. Um, if he's not already been sacked, I think if he loses this one, he's definitely going to be sacked. So yep. Leicester have just been in such good form as of late, but... I don't know. I feel like they've they've been like not conceding goals. I feel like if there was a time to concede a goal, for some reason, I'm feeling it's going to be this game. Well, look, um, this game couldn't come at a worse time for Everton, I suppose, given the the, the managerial circumstances. Um, you know, Leicester away is going to prove a right tough game for them. Leicester being so good at home and keeping the clean sheets. I'm going to go Leicester 2, Everton 0. I just think they're going to have too much for Everton on the day. Okay. Uh, our last game then is Man United versus Aston Villa. Yeah, bit of a bit this of a, a weird one. one. I kind of liked the look of United last week and I kind of also really liked the look of Villa last week as well against Newcastle. So it's a bit of a tricky one, but I've got edged out United here for a 1 0 win. Okay, um, I'm going to go United 2, Aston Villa 1. I think it's going to be a close game, but I just think United will have enough on the night and it's home advantage for me as well. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Well, uh, that was the end of our score predictions anyway for this week. We'll get Kevs in at some stage during the week. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep a record of them anyway. So, uh, Just last week's one, uh, I actually picked up a point for the first hey. time in a while, so I'm back. 
back into win away is uh, so I managed to predict uh, two correct results. Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly what they were. I would have had three if I had just stuck with my guns okay. and gone for a City to beat Chelsea two one. Well, I didn't and changed on yeah. air. So yeah, so big mistake on my end. But either way, I came out with the point this week. So I'm yeah. sure with that. So I'm gonna well do so yeah. again next week. Yeah. So. Well. There we go. The, the um, competition's getting tough. We will leave you for there this week anyway. Um, yeah, thanks for doing, listening. Pleasure doing the show. I'm not done just yet now. I'll have to do yeah. a little send-off bit first. Right, you know. go ahead. Yeah. Um, we'll leave it there for this week anyway. You always know where to write into us. It's uh, at our email address, who's on frontpost at gmail.com. Write to us anything football-related or anything you'd like to hear, you know, maybe disgusting on the show. Like so. We're more than happy to oblige for anyone who's writing in. So, Rob, always a pleasure. Cheers, Dan. I hope we'll have Kev back soon. So, See you now.